Welcome, everybody. This is Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 3, Episode 2. And today we're going to talk a little Iowa Hawkeye football and basketball. There's some things in the news. And want to kick it off talking about the NFL draft. As everybody knows, Tyler Linderbaum, the great Hawkeye center, Remington Award winner, the best center in NCAA football, and consensus All-American, was chosen in the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday night by the Baltimore Ravens, the 25th pick overall. And Linderbaum will be playing for head coach Jim Harbaugh and a pretty good Baltimore Ravens team. So, you know, he fell a little bit compared to what people thought he might be before they started measuring his arms. And and you started seeing all this scuttlebutt about Tyler Linderbaum's arms being about a half an inch too short. Uh, pretty amazing. I mean, I guess his overall size was criticized a little bit. He's over 6'2", 302 pounds, and I guess they prefer a center to be at least 6'3". So he was off by you know, under, I think, half an inch there, and and 310 pounds at least, so he's 8 pounds from that. But anybody who has watched Tyler Linderbaum's film knows that he's one heck of a football player, and I think the Ravens are going to be very happy with that pick. Don't forget, Hawkeye great Marshall Yonda played for the Ravens at guard, and he's an eight-time pro bowler. He spent 13 seasons with the Ravens, and I think they're getting a similar type of guy with Tyler Linderbaum where he's going to hopefully play, you know, 8, 10, 12, 13 years if he stays healthy and just be, you know, a solid, solid rock in that offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. Pretty cool, too. Geno Stone is a current Raven, so he'll have a familiar face on that team as well. Well, after that, the Hawkeyes waited until round four with defensive back Dane Belton being picked 114th overall by the New York Giants, 6'2", 205-pound. Belton had a heck of a season for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He played the cash position, which is a hybrid safety linebacker. And the Hawkeyes players who have played that position, Geno Stone, Amani Hooker, they've had a lot of success in the NFL, and I think the Giants are getting a good one. So really good to see Belton get drafted. And then I thought the Hawkeyes would have a couple of other guys that would get taken in the later rounds, Tyler Goodson being one of those. I thought somebody would pick him up. He had about 1,100 yards rushing last season. Really fast, elusive runner. He was signed by the Green Bay Packers on a free agent deal. I thought Matt Hankins had a shot at cornerback. He had some injury issues last year. Towards the end of the season, he signed with the Falcons. And then Zach Van Valkenburg also. He had a really good season last year. Second team, all Big Ten, defensive end. I think those three guys have a really good shot at making their team. Of course, it's going to depend on on who they have uh, that they're going up against in practice. But hopefully, they'll at least get on with the, you know, the practice squad. But Van Valkenburg signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. And then Jack Kerner. I mean, he was a solid Hawkeye at safety for a few years. Uh, He signed with the New Orleans Saints. So good luck to Jack there. And finally, uh, Kyler Schott and Caleb Shudak. Schott 
is trying out. Uh, he has a minicamp tryout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Shudak signed with the Tennessee Titans, the kicker. You know, hopefully he'll be able to win that kicking uh, role there with the Titans. He has a really strong leg. He's been the Hawkeye, Hawkeye's kickoff guy for several years. And he had a heck of a season kicking field goals last year. Really strong leg for him. So congratulations to all those guys. And uh, hoping that uh, several of those free agent guys can sign on or, or get on with some teams. If not on the active roster, at least the practice squad. And I've heard a little bit of noise from Cyclone fans about having more players drafted than the Hawkeyes. I just kind of get a kick out of it. Maybe the first time ever. I don't know. I don't keep track of those things. They had four guys drafted, including their quarterback, who they touted as a Heisman hopeful every year, uh, every year that he was starting. Brock Purdy, he was taken in the last pick of the NFL draft. Mr. Irrelevant, they call that. And I don't want to knock on Purdy. He was a good quarterback for the Cyclones. Uh, he can say he got drafted. Not too many players get drafted. And even though he was the last pick, it's titled Mr. Irrelevant. I don't think he's too worried about that. I'm sure he's just happy he got drafted and, and will have a chance with the San Francisco 49ers. But the big difference here is I don't remember the number. It's 17, 18 guys that used up their eligibility with the Cyclones last year. They were Supposed to be their best team ever, preseason top 10. Just didn't work out that way uh, per their coach. They did lead at least the Power 5 teams in togetherness, but they only ended up winning seven games during the season. So didn't quite end up as good as they thought it would, but they did get four guys drafted. Uh, the Hawkeyes only had two, but the Hawkeyes are returning 15 starters for next season. So I'd rather have have these guys coming back and, and being Hawkeyes again this year. Really crazy, too, to see the Hawkeyes are at the top of the list of, of college teams and the number of players that have hit the, the transfer portal, only five Hawkeyes. They were tied with somebody. I can't think of who off the top of my head. Only five players have transferred, entered the portal for the Hawkeyes after last season. Iowa State was up to 20 or 21 last I knew. So I don't know, that togetherness that they had, that's that's kind of a, an interesting stat there. For some reason, their players are leaving in droves. Well, let's tr transition now and talk a little bit about Iowa Hawkeye basketball. There's been quite a bit in the news lately. One, Josh Agundale, who entered the transfer portal, is now back. He's going to be a Hawkeye next year. And this is really interesting to me. Hopefully he has really a renewed dedication to playing basketball, a renewed dedication to getting into shape. He needs to take about 30, 40 pounds off of his frame so that he can get up and down the court faster. Well, hopefully he's committed to do so, and we can see him on the court next year, you know, playing 10, 15 minutes per game along with Riley Mulvey. And don't forget, Riley Mulvey is the kid who reclassified last year he was supposed to be in the 2022 class. He was able to reclassify and come in a year early. Haven't seen a ton of him. Uh, those are the only two real centers that the Hawkeyes have on the team right now. And uh, they're out looking for a big man. The Hawkeyes have made the top five, even top two for a couple of guys. 
they haven't won those recruiting battles yet, but it's not time to hit the panic button. Um, I think there's, well, there's well over a thousand players still in the transfer portal and, and not, you know, some of those are going to be either not playing college basketball anymore or walking on places because there's not that many scholarships out there to give. So the Hawkeyes are still looking at guys. There's plenty of prospects out there, plenty of guys who have experience that they can bring in for a year or two or even younger guys uh, to, to work on developing. But the Hawkeyes could use a little bit of help at that five position. Assuming that Mulvey and Agundalay probably are still developing, which I think both are. Well, we also have Chris Murray. He's trying out for the NBA. But all things really point to Murray coming back to be a Hawkeye. I don't have any, any kind of insight, inside information on that, but he could go pro if some team tells him that they, they're going to pick him in the, in the draft and he's going to be a first or second rounder. But at this point, I think we're safe to assume that he's going to be back and be a Hawkeye for at least one more year. So hopefully so. I really want to see him in the black and gold next year and see how much he can improve his game over last season as a starter and playing 30-plus minutes per game. After that, let's... The Hawkeyes got another commitment for the 2022 season, and it was Rock Island guard Amarian Nimmers. And he committed to the Hawkeyes after averaging 24 points per game at Rock Island High in Illinois, the Quad Cities area, last season. And Nimmers is a really athletic kid. He's 6'3", a shooting guard. He, If you, if you want to Google... Uh, Nimmers and and look for his dunk contest and some of the dunks that he did at 63 he can really get up and he won a dunk contest in the quad cities with 360s and um, really athletic type plays he is a scorer and he's a preferred walk-on at this point I believe Fran McCaffrey has told him that if the if the Hawkeyes don't use up all their scholarships this year that he's going to be on scholarship. So I think there's a good chance uh, that he will be on scholarship for this upcoming season, depending on what happens in the transfer portal. But the Hawkeyes have a couple of couple of scholarships left to give. And, boy, that's, that's quite a, a guard class that the Hawkeyes have coming in. DeSante Bowen, Josh Dix, and now Amarian Nimmers. And good guards are really important in the game of basketball, especially when it gets to the NCAA tournament. So I'm excited to see these three guys and see what they can do on the court. So the Hawkeyes are set at guard in this 2022 class with three players coming in. DeSante Bowen, we're looking at him being a guy that's going to contribute really early on. Uh, Josh Dix, not so sure with that unfortunate injury he had last year, but hopefully he'll be able to get into the mix this coming season. And now Nimmers, so really interested to see how he will develop as well as a really athletic 6'3 shooting guard, hopefully a guy that can play some good defense as well with his athleticism. And the Hawkeyes then will be looking at the transfer portal, and I mentioned that they had missed out on a couple of guys. You know, they had some tough competition in there. Um, you know, the, the latest guy was from the south and committed to Ole Miss. So... 
there's other factors in play there, but I'm also wondering about the NIL collectives. The Hawkeyes do not have an NIL collective. Uh, most, a lot of universities do now, and that's name, image, likeness, of course, and the collectives are just groups of, of influential alumni, supporters, donors, who have gotten together, formed these collectives, and they're just basically out there offering kids to come to play at their school for dollars. And we're talking big time, big time dollars. We're talking five figures, six figures, even seven figures with some really five-star type basketball players at big time schools and quarterbacks. So, I mean, this has just gotten out of hand. Nobody would have ever thought a year ago that NIL was going to mean that schools are just having their alumni get together and pay players to go there and play. It would have been illegal a year ago. You'd get the death penalty if you were doing this. So really interesting. The NCAA apparently is going to try to crack down on these collectives. It may be too late. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. You know, you think about name image like this, it had some real merits to it at the start because you're looking at kids being able to show up places, sign autographs, and get paid, do commercials for local businesses, things like that. Make a little bit of money in addition to being a college football player and getting your education paid for. A lot of that makes sense, but it's just there's no guardrails around it, and it's really gone out of control. So interesting to see how this all shakes out. And if these collectives keep going, the Hawkeyes are going to need it, and and they're going to have to to get into this, into this crazy world. Well, that's all I have for today, everybody. Thank you for joining me in Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. I did take a peek at that weather forecast. We've got some 70s coming and 80s. We're all ready for it. We're waiting for it. Get outside and enjoy this summer weather that's getting ready to come. So, thanks again, everyone, and go Hawks!